Are you ready to be transformed? If so, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I intrigue, inform, and inspire success-minded individuals just like you to create the future they desire in all areas of their life. My name is Gorney Williams, and I am your agent of hope. You know, the Word of God going into the hearts and into the minds of His people is eternal. And the Word is able to, the Scripture says now, the Word is able to build us up, to give us an inheritance among them that are sanctified. You know, everything you will ever need, Jesus has already bought and already paid for. And he is not withholding any good thing from us, the scripture says. So it comes then to you and me being built up in our spirit, built up enough to where we can receive it. That's the issue, my friends. The provision, the provision is full. The provision is abundant. The provision is complete. But we don't receive according to what God has already done. We don't even receive according to His perfect will. We receive according to our faith. The Spirit, your Spirit, think about this, your Spirit, it lays hold of the blessings of God that are already provided. Over in Proverbs, in Proverbs it talks about when when we're dealing with sickness, when we're dealing with the sickness, it says that it is a strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in times of weakness and even pain. What will get you through adversity? What will get you through challenges and problems? A strong spirit. And what will enable you to lay hold of the blessings of God? Your healing, your finances, your wisdom, your answer. Even through turmoil, even though it's all around you, it is a strong spirit. And strong faith comes out of a strong spirit. How do you get your spirit strong? Well, just like your body needs natural food and exercise... Your spirit needs spiritual food and spiritual exercise. And thank God for this devotional. God has been using it to get spiritual food and spiritual nourishment and faith food and spirit food into the hearts and spirits of thousands of people just like you and me. So let's get into it today. Let's get fed. Let's get strengthened. Let's get empowered today. If you want things to start changing, you don't have to wait another minute. Just just quit complaining about the situation and quit looking down. Quit focusing on the need and the lack and begin thanking God for the answer. Begin thanking God for the grace. Begin thanking Him for the strength and for your provision. And immediately, my friends, you will begin to come out. It is one of the most powerful things that God has given to us as His children. Well, today, as you know, we're continuing 
our series on Thanksgiving victory, and I always start with our two foundational scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says a similar thing. It says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest a savor of His knowledge by us in every place. Well, let's, let's look today at the connection between grace and humility. Over in Romans, the fourth chapter, Paul tells us that it is by grace, um, it is by grace, and if it is by grace, that it, it's not by works. If it's by grace, it's not by works. The scripture says over in, in the book of James that God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. In Romans chapter 4 there, beginning in verse 4, it says, Now to the one who works, the wages are not credited as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Listen to Romans chapter 11 verse 6. Uh, the New Living Translation says, Since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. Here's what the complete English version says. It says, This happened because God's undeserved kindness and not because of anything they have done. It could not have happened except for God's kindness. The word grace, the word grace is probably one of the biggest words in the Bible. Grace is often defined, you'll hear people say, that grace is unmerited favor. Well, I want you to key in here on the word favor. When someone says that they're going to do you a favor, in that case, they don't feel like they're, they're obligated to do it for you. So, it's, it's something that, that you could, if, if they're not doing it out of obligation, then it's something that you could be thankful for. And that's the key thing here. That's the key thing that will let you know how you're looking at things, how you're seeing things. If you find yourself being thankful, then you know you're looking at it the right way. Here are three things. Think about this. Here are three things that people get into trouble when they start thinking about and talking about, okay? People get into trouble when they start thinking and talking about, number one, what they don't know, number two, what they don't have, and number three, what they can't do. We should not let ourselves think about meditate on or talk about or listen to other people talk about these three things. Let me go over them again. Don't let yourself dwell on, think about, or, or talk about what you don't know, what you don't have, and what you can't do. Because it will only produce more darkness in your life. 
Remember in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, how the Lord by the Spirit showed that individuals um, who didn't acknowledge God and didn't worship and glorify God and weren't thankful, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. When you get to thinking about what you don't know and thinking about what you don't have and thinking about what you're not going to be able to do, you're actually getting over into unthankfulness. You're being unthankful for all that God has given to you. And it starts to work darkness in your life. You know, you're just, you're just being unthankful for all that's been given to you. And, and it's, it's darkness. The more you think about, the more you talk about these things, the darker it gets. And your imagination becomes vain. But in His light, in His light, we see light. If you begin to start thanking God, and we have so much to be thankful for, don't be blinded by the enemy. I mean, if you're listening to this devotional today, a lot of things are going right for you. I mean, at the very base, you're breathing. Your brain is working. And more importantly, if you are born again, your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus is your advocate. He ever lives to make intercession for you. You have been given the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to be your helper, to be your strengthener, to be your standby. Jesus himself has washed you from all your sins. We have so much to be thankful for. The Bible says he has, not that he's going to, not that he's in the process of, but that he has delivered us from all the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You know, you can always find something to be thankful for. But no matter, you know, no ma just look around. No matter how dark it is, think about, you can just look today in your life and find something, something to be thankful for. But the opposite's also true, right? You also know that no matter how blessed you are, you can always find something to gripe about. It's really our choice is what it comes down to. What we choose to look at. Why don't you do this right now? Right where you are, just make a choice. Make a choice to look at Jesus. Choose to look at the author and the finisher of our faith. Choose to look at victory. Even if you have all kinds of problems, even if you've got symptoms of sickness in your body, choose to look at the healer. Choose to look at Jesus. You remember in the wilderness, like when the children of God under Moses' leadership, they began murmuring and griping and complaining, and then poisonous snakes started coming into the camp and they began biting people and people started getting sick and people were dying and there was chaos in the camp and Moses Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him what to do he told him to raise up a brass serpent on a pole 
And we know from, from John that this was a type of Jesus. Why a serpent on the pole? Because Jesus was made sin with our sin when he hung on the cross. Brass, brass indicating the judgment of God that fell on him there. But notice what Moses did. He raised up that serpent on the pole and he told everybody, he said, whoever will look will live. Now get the picture. They have symptoms. They have distractions. I mean, some of them have been bitten. They're swelling up. Their heart's racing. And their blood pressure's rising. And some of them, they're not yet bitten, but they hear snakes. Snakes have spooked the livestock. The kids are running around and yelling. And in the midst of this, they have to push everything aside. And they have to look at this serpent on the pole. You know, people today say, I know I'm supposed to be, be looking at the right thing, but I just can't. These symptoms, these circumstances are too distracting. It's too hard. I can't focus. It's not true. It is not true. Listen, in the midst of all that chaos, the children of Israel, people who were not even born again, in the midst of that chaos, they looked. And the Bible said that as many as looked while they were looking on that type of Jesus, if they had been bitten, the venom in their veins was neutralized. While they were looking, the snakes were removed from them. They were protected from being bitten and from any further harm coming to them. Now, when it says look, pay close attention to this. When it says look, it's not just talking about a passing glance. The amplified version of the scripture um, in, in Numbers chapter 21 verse 9, it says that when they looked attentively, expectantly, with a steady, absorbing gaze, they lived. Friends, lift up your eyes today off of your problems. Lift up your gaze. Fix your gaze. An attentive, expectant, steady, absorbing gaze on the author and the finisher of your faith. Don't let your sickness, don't look at it. Look at your healer. Don't, don't look at your problem. Look at your provider. Don't look at your sin. Look at your Savior. Lift up your hearts today and give thanks unto God who gives you the victory. Give thanks, my friend, today unto God who always causes you to triumph. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe so that we can be together again soon. And for more information, check out the website at gorneywilliams.com. Until next time, as it says in Romans 12:2, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect His will really is.